Conversations that come to you as an afterthought. This is But Seriously, We Mean It. We're just two curious people with lots to say about anything and everything. No, but seriously, we mean it. Why do you think it's important for us? And by us, I mean everyone. Why should we go to therapy? Because we have been through some stuff. Like, um, there's a lot of things that happened in our childhood that I, th I think we didn't acknowledge. Especially when we start growing up and then we see certain patterns mm -hmm. and you're like, yo, uh, I should have addressed that at that time. And now you're stuck in certain cycles that you don't know where they come from. But had you gone to therapy, then it wouldn't have been that way. You know, I want us to go back to a conversation you and I had, so when we were conceptualizing this, mm. and I think I found it very interesting, and I definitely knew I was going to bring it up. Mm. You said, had I known how important therapy is, I would have taken it more seriously back then. Mm. I've never been to therapy. I haven't started yet. I'm only starting to see signs now, Zogba. Girl, mm. you, you need, need help. help. But I also don't feel like I've related to the narrative of childhood traumas. Mm. But that's not to say there's nothing in my childhood that would have been an indicator that I need to get into and therapy. And I think when we think of childhood traumas, you think um, it has to be something big. Because I think people used to, like, they just think of rape, mm -hmm. which is like a big thing that happens to somebody. They think of... Um, losing a parent, which is a big thing, but um, there's certain things <laughs> that happen, like small little things. Maybe when your siblings would speak to you, they would talk down on you mostly. Okay. So growing up, you would be like, okay, you almost accept any kind of diss or negative way of people talking mm -hmm. to you. Mm -hmm. It's just these patterns that don't really have to do with big um, events like okay. losing a parent or or finding out when you're five years old that you're HIV positive. Mm. There's s s little things that we think are little that need attention. So let's start here. I'm going to keep noting some of these things because mm -hmm. you're you dropping pearls of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> Firstly, mm. trauma doesn't have to be tragic. No. Trauma does not have to be tragic. Now that you're mentioning that, I'm trying to recollect my I, memories. Okay, okay, cool. I just want, on. <laughs> on your point of trauma, it doesn't have to be tragic. Let's say, for example, you know we grew up uh, in the township, mm -hmm. and as kids, you're playing, and do you know that um, game where they pick, where they pick a partner? <laughs> like, you pick yeah, a, yeah. those little kid games, where you, games pick, where, you, where you guys pick partners. What happens when you're the kid that's never chosen? How do you react uh, to, react to rejection when you're older? Actually, no. Okay. What happens when you're okay. older and there's a lot of rejection going on in your life? Sure. You know what? Actually, I need therapy. <laughs> yes. Wait. Wait. I had a friend. Mm. I hope they're not watching this. <laughs> friend. Sorry. We were young, man. We were very young back then. And I was close friends with a bully. Mm. And I wasn't bullied though. So she'd so bully everybody she else bullied but not everyone. You. Yes. Okay. Now I can't remember when we were having a conversation about bullying, and I asked myself, 
was I aware that mm, I never held them accountable? And you're or an I enabled them to bully because mm. all I did was make sure that I'm never bullied. Did you laugh when she was bullied? I never. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, and so cool. <laughs> I can't really, I can't remember. Mm. Let's go back to what you said okay. about therapy. Mm. Why do you feel like now you took it for granted then? So when I was still going to therapy, I was very young. I think I was, it was during the period of me being 14 until I was around 18. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of chaos going on. And I just, I was never the person to acknowledge my feelings. Mm. So if something happened, um, I would be sad for that moment, but I wouldn't acknowledge it for the rest of the day. And I would get emails from my therapist saying, you need to come for your session. Mm. I would literally be dragged so that I can go for my sessions. And I, when I got there, I spoke about silly things. Mm. And then when I started, when I got into my 20s, I then realized Uti, everything that happened then is literally triggering, triggering me every day of my life. And it's affecting every step of my life, my dating life, my career, my family, how I deal with my friends. I just have, I never acknowledged my feelings. So now it's very difficult. I feel like I should have just stood there and and just said everything. Did you have anything to say at the time? But you, you just, did you see it as a waste of time? I was, I had a very negative attitude towards therapy. For me going to a psychologist, because we had a wellness center mm. where, where I was schooling. We had a wellness center. There was a psychologist, a social worker, educational psych, like all those people. It's almost as if every time I go there, because I would go there almost every day, I felt like the other kids would feel like there's something wrong with me. Oh. So I avoided going there and I avoided, which is something I, when I look back, I think it was so stupid <laughs> because had I really <laughs> gone there, I really wouldn't have, I wouldn't have these responses that I have now mm. because there's a lot of things that I should have spoken about then. But at that point, did it help you cope anyhow, even in the slightest way? Yes, it did. What, what, what were some of the things that you picked up that you feel were a result of you going to therapy. And I know you, you were probably young at the mm -hmm. time. And in retrospect, when you look back, what is it that you feel, even though you didn't take it as serious as you're supposed to, but what did you learn from that engagement? And what do you think that engagement or that experience helped you with right now? I think um, it, it, it really helped me to be aware of what I'm feeling at the moment. Mm. Um, because now you're sitting, I'm sitting with my psychologist right now. You have to say something to them. You're not just going to sit and stare at them. So they'll ask you, how are you feeling? And then you'll, you'll say, you have to be aware of your feelings and aware of how you're feeling about what's going on in your life at that current moment. So I think, <laughs> I just feel like I never took it seriously. Like I'm just mad at myself. I'm really mad at myself because I feel like there's so many things that I could have said at the time. At the time. And looking back, maybe I was helped like 10% because mm. the 90% didn't really matter to me. Stigma that's surrounding therapy. Mm. Okay, maybe let me start here mm. with my idea of what a session looks like. Mm. It's obviously been informed mostly by what I see On through television. media and television and what I've always found really strange is how the conversation starts. How are you just going to ask me how do you feel? 
and the tone with regards to I think what? in terms of media, the tone that the psychologist uses, like, so tell me, how you... <laughs> no, I don't think. It also depends on who's your psychologist. Mm. I had multiple psychologists. I had psychologists that were soft. Mm -hmm. I had people who were still friends even now. Mm. Who somebody who was my psychologist at the time, but now we still talk. And because I let her in at some point of my life when I was at the end of when I was at the end of my teens, mm -hmm. I then started to let her in, and she knew. Hold up, you started around fourteen. When did you warm up? To, okay, take me through the first three sessions. What, first session, you obviously like, I don't know why I'm here. Mm. Why am I doing this? They're trying to get words out of you and mm. you're not using mm. your words. You're not interested basically, mm. right? Mm. Am I correct? Mm. Second session, we have pinned in day one. No, so you know, you know where the problem with me started? Mm -hmm. The changing of, of psychologists. Okay. It wasn't one person. So I'd go to this lady, and then the next day I'd go to this lady. They don't really use the same method, and they don't use the same way to help me open up. Mm. So once I started warming up to the second lady, then it stopped with the second lady. Then I had the third lady who I'm talking about, which we still have a relationship even now, because she was constant. Uh -huh. She was constant. We spoke about everything. We even spoke about my academics. It was... I would even tell her about my boyfriends if I had any at the time. So each session, you just talk about whatever you want to talk about. No script. We just roll with it. I think there's things that you... Like, let's say the last time you said you're struggling with your self-esteem or mm -hmm. you're struggling with um, facing your demons. Mm -hmm. Maybe two weeks later, then they'll ask you, how has it been going with facing your demons? Because mm -hmm. with therapy, you do also get like... Um, you get homework okay. to okay. do so that you, you also assess yourself. You, <laughs> I think when you get to your 20s, you're just like, I feel like I need a live-in therapist. Honestly, I need right? a live-in <laughs> live therapist. And I think that's also the time where you discover you have issues you never even realized mm. you had. Mm. There's rejection mm. that you're talking about. That's Some a of big us one. have to trace back, but it's still got plenty of rejection. I mean, and then there's the whole idea of solitude, which we encourage to spend mm. time with ourselves. But at what point do you feel uncomfortable with being on your own? And when it becomes uncomfortable, when do you, when do you get to that decision? You're back. Now I think I need professional help because I cannot stand myself. Mm, mm, mm. And I, there's also the shaming of why, do you, why, why can't you guys just be alone? When people don't understand that when you're alone, that's when everything comes back. You don't have a therapist. Mm -hmm. So now you're alone. You, don't, you can't say, oh my goodness, I need to call my therapist and find out what are these emotions that I'm going through right now. You have to deal with that emotions by yourself. You have to deal with those... Um, you have to deal with everything that's in your head mm -hmm. by yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's literally the reason why some people end up being depressed. I wish we had spoken about different types of personalities because you get your type A people who have an answer for everything that happens in their lives. I mean, like a logic um, type of person mm -hmm. who's more of a this is happening because X happened. Mm. There's never a time where they don't, they don't have an answer to why things are going the way they are. I don't know if you get me. Mm, I get you. The danger that that person almost faces is that sometimes they self-diagnose and it's a wrong diagnosis. Mm. Mm. 
And this is often people who come across as well put together all the time. Mm. How does a well put together person identify the need for therapy? In fact, I think when we started, we alluded to the fact that everyone needs therapy. I think everybody needs therapy. I really would like, you know what, I'd like some, someone to tell me that they don't think that they need therapy. <laughs> I dare you. I really would like somebody to come to me and tell me that they don't need therapy. There's so many things that happen when you're a child. There's so many things that happen when you're a teen. And there's so many things that happens when you are an adult. And you never really have like a, there's a formula for how mm. I react to mm. certain things. You, you would think you're going the right way and something sidetracks you. Mm -hmm. You know how people speak about healing? Yeah. Like you're on a journey of mm -hmm. healing. And then something so small, like seeing somebody, I don't know, seeing, seeing something that reminds you of the past just takes you back to square one. That's, those are the reasons why I think everybody needs to go to therapy because you're never really over some of the things that happen to you. Is it possible for me to be at a good place in my life and say, I want to go to therapy? There's, there's nothing bad that's happened. I think uh, sometimes that's the best time. Ah. I think sometimes that's the best time because you'll respond to it better. Mm. Where sometimes when you're in a bad space, it's almost as if every day you're just drowning. Mm. But I think if you have, if you're in a good space and you go to therapy, then you're like, oh, these are my patterns. Oh, these are the things that I do. These are the bad things that I do to people and this is why. And then you, you're on a road to getting better mm. because you're not being defensive. I think the problem starts when we want to be defensive towards things that we do to other people. That's it for this week. Catch us next time on But Seriously We Mean It when we have conversations that come to you as an afterthought.